Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, wonderful, intelligent <laughs> Walt Disney World loving wife, Michelle. <laughs> Thank you, baby. Hi, everybody. So good to have you with us. We are recording this episode on Sunday, December 29th, 2019. We are on the verge of the end of another decade. I know. How exciting. Last uh, Spaceship Earth Sunday. That's right. For uh, 2019. Right. Or for the 2010s, 2010s, whatever you want to call this decade that we've just gone through. And now we're we're heading into the roaring 20s, right? Yes. For lack of a better <laughs> phrase uh, to call it. But uh, cool. it's exciting. We're looking forward to uh, celebrating the new year. And we want to thank you all for coming along with us during this year. This was our first full year of doing mm-hmm. a podcast and we've picked up so many listeners you all have treated us so well we really appreciate you and we look forward to you know spreading more uh disney fun with you in 2020 in the new year yeah it's really been a fun ride we've enjoyed we continue to enjoy it and as tom said we really appreciate our listeners um and the friends that we've made on this journey. It's been awesome. It has. It really has been awesome. And you guys have made it awesome. We really appreciate you, our Hyperion adventurers. You are the very best. Thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the best place to find us is on our website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there, why don't you just take a second and sign up for the newsletter? It's been a couple of weeks. I have to admit, we've been on vacation. I haven't sent out a new newsletter for the last couple of weeks, but I'm going to be back at it this week. And you want to find out all that information. You will be the first one to find out what's going on in our Hyperion Adventurers world. Right. We just want to have fun that's right we just want to have fun <laughs> very good it's baby. not a hyperion adventures <laughs> podcast if i'm not singing at some point during it right right exactly <laughs> exactly better you than me <laughs> also please follow us on social media we are very active on social media we have a lot of great friends all our great hyperion adventurers we have a lot of fun with you out there please Follow us there on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, you can always email us at Hyperion Adventures Podcast and gmail.com. And we got a nice email just this last week. As a matter of fact, it came in before our last episode dropped, but we recorded on Saturday. So it was uh, a little bit off on this, but uh, I want to thank Scott in Minneapolis who sent us this letter. He said, Hey guys, love the podcast. I just saw episode nine tonight and I'm looking forward to your thoughts on your next podcast. Lots to discuss. So that was, of course, we were, we did talk about that on our last show. Uh, He also said, also looking forward to your review of your latest trip to Walt Disney World and the new Riviera Resort. Again, we talked about Mm -hmm. that last week. As new DVC members and owners of the property, we are headed there in a couple weeks. Unfortunately, we joined in August and it was sold out for our trip already, but we still have our first trips to Galaxy's Edge to look forward to. I can't wait uh, for your next podcast and tips 
Michelle always has the best tips. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. Did he really put that? Yeah, you did. Oh, you did exactly put that in there. I did. I did communicate with them a little bit. They're staying at the Polynesian, which is our other oh, home resort, right. uh, coming up on their trip, and they have lots of stuff to look forward to. So it should be a very fun trip for them. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you so much, Scott, for that awesome email. How wonderful! Mm-hmm. You, you, uh, like we were saying, you all are great, and we really appreciate that feedback. And congratulations on uh, becoming a DV. DVC member. We're actually going to be doing uh, a couple episodes on DVC mm-hmm. uh, in the near future. And so, it, because it is so exciting. So, we're very happy for you. And I know you'll enjoy the Riviera and definitely Galaxy's Edge. Yes, uh, no question about <laughs> loving Galaxy's Edge. I did give them a couple tips on a couple things to do there, including now that they're DVC members, making sure they hit the top of the world lounge right. because that is a definite perk of being a Disney Vacation Club member. And staying on property. Uh, it's really, really a wonderful experience. I know they're going to love it when they get to go. Yeah. And we did it a couple times and it yeah. really had a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Even we didn't even stay up. We went up there for fireworks once. There's a couple times we went and we didn't even just stay for fireworks. We just went up there for a cocktail, right. and a little uh, charcuterie board and just to kind of in, enjoy the the evening up there in the in the lounge before it got crowded for fireworks. But right. Really, really it's nice. really fun. Yeah. Yes. Uh, really, really great spot. I also wanted to uh, say we got a, a wonderful new review from uh, Pat and Charles from the Conversations podcast, nice. the Star Wars podcast. Really, thank you, Pat and Charles. A really nice uh, review. And if uh, you'd like to leave us a review, we'd really appreciate it because it does help others find this podcast. However, even if you don't want to take the time to give us a review, uh, just tell a friend about us. That is the very, very easiest and very best way to spread the word about our show. Right. And we do love hearing from you. We love the feedback, good, bad, or otherwise. Uh, And if there's topics that you'd like us to cover, please share your thoughts with us too. Mm -hmm. Like I said, you can either contact us through social media or email us, whatever the case may be. We always want to get your input when we get the chance. Lots of stuff for you today, including an event happening at the Walt Disney World Resort this week that might be of interest to you pin traders if you happen to be out there Mm. for the New Year's celebrations. Uh, We get a little more information on when you'll have a chance to join the Avengers at the Disneyland (laughs) Resort and the rise of Skywalker box office numbers are impressive. Very impressive. (laughs) What a dramatic pause, sweetie. That's awesome. (laughs) Uh, Before we get to our main topic of the week, however, I want to let you know we are down to the wire for our uh, Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame. We need to get your ballots in for the in the next couple days uh, by midnight on uh, December 31st. And then we will be announcing who, which films, which characters make our Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame on our next episode. So if you're looking to see where to get that on our webpage, it's it's over in the left column. First of all, is where it says the Hall of Fame. You link on that. And then first you'll go through and it shows all the nominees that made it through you know, the first round and ready for the final votes. And below that is where you connect with the uh, actual survey. Because I I took it and I was like, oh, wait a minute. Where do I have to click? (laughs) Eventually I got it. 
It's amazing that I would confuse you or anybody else <laughs> because I never happened. So, you know, that's such a shock. But it's, yeah, it's, it's below all the, you know, it has like the um, posters of all the movies and the characters because those are all the categories. So just be patient, scroll, scroll, scroll. Right. I also am putting it out there on social media, links to it, and that may be even an easier way to find it. Of course, we'd love for you to go to the website. That's the best way. Uh, but if you follow us socially, I will be putting it out probably every day coming up until we get finished here. And remember, if you vote on that ballot, you have the chance to win that spectacular uh, The Rise of Skywalker mm-hmm. poster we received at the D23 Expo at the Walt Disney Studios panel. It's a beautiful poster. It's large. You're going to want it. So uh, please uh, go ahead and vote. And again, if you uh, give us a review or have given us a review at some point in the past, in the past, you uh, are automatically get a second entry into uh, the possibility of winning that poster. Yeah, you'll want to get it. It's, it is spectacular. It is wonderful. You'll love that poster just like we love that movie. We saw it a second time for mm-hmm. Christmas. Loved it even more. Uh, can't wait to see it again. <laughs> 15 more times possibly, but um, I don't know if we'll be able to afford going to the theater to do that, but we will be seeing it many more times. Anyway, let's get to our main topic of the week. We started our recap of our Walt Disney World trip last week while we were actually at Walt Disney mm-hmm. World. Uh, we are now home, and, but we are going to continue that. And today, we're not going to go through it and do like a day-by-day thing. Like we got there on Sunday, and then we did this, and then we did, and then it was Monday, and then we did this. <laughs> and we did, no, I don't. We're not going to bore you with all the tedium that we went through on our, our <laughs> trip. But we are going to hit a lot of the new stuff that we did, the stuff that we haven't experienced before, as well as just a couple of highlights that we really want to kind of just talk about because they're things that we love so much. And we're kind of going to go back and forth here. Here, uh, discussing these things until we get to the point where, okay, we've we've listed everything we really wanted to talk about in this show. So we're going to start with Michelle, one, because she's <laughs> wonderful, awesome, but I know that she'll have the best experiences that, you know, and she'll bring up the good stuff. So uh, she will go first. Michelle, what either highlight or first time experience that we had at the Walt Disney Resort would you like to bring up first? Um, well, my list It's moderately long, Mm -hmm. um, but let's, and it's not in really any particular order, um, but I think I will start with, and you'll laugh about this, but the Phineas and Ferb game at Epcot. Uh, It's on my (laughs) list actually, so that's funny. (laughs) You know, and and so that is, um, it's on the Play Disney app. Yeah, it's Agent Agent P's World Showcase Adventure is what it's called. Right. And um, it's been there for a while, um, and you can do it through other ways of getting to it, but that's the most efficient way. And it is a lot of fun. I I mean, we kind of started it one time. I think we did Mm -hmm. one or two things. And at the time, what we did looked a lot like um, the Sorcerers of the Kingdom game. But when we actually got into it and did all the entire adventure in every country that it it's participating in. We saw that it was way more than that. It is spectacular. I mean, it's a way to actually get things to happen at the park that aren't happening. And an example is um, in the, I think it was in the China pavilion. We got, no, excuse me. It was the Japan pavilion. We got a a waterfall to initiate. Mm -hmm. That's right. You know, and then in some other countries, things will fly overhead or there'll be 
like explosions and or little video screens, little video screen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, um, in um, the Mexican pavilion, it had a dance. Well, there in each pavilion, there's multiple things, but in that one, it had one of the um, skeletons that was like a puppet start talking in Doof's voice, mm-hmm. and so. Anyways, it was just a lot of fun. Uh, We enjoyed it, and Mm -hmm. we're adults. Um, Kids would, especially kids who know that show, would really appreciate it. Um, But it's another way of just having another level of fun at the parks. Now, the one thing is, this is going away. It will be replaced with the DuckTales. So... um, We'll, we're going to miss Phineas and Ferb or Agent P um, adventure, but we're really looking forward to the new DuckTale Tales. Yeah, we, we love DuckTales as well. We love Phineas and Ferb, as you know. We've talked about it many times on this show, but we do love DuckTales as well, so we're excited to see what they end up doing with this eventually. Uh, yeah, we had a great time with it. This is uh, Part of this is going to lead into my tip later, by the way, uh, but it was a lot of fun. It was a great thing to do because it, the crowd started to pick up as we moved on through the week, as we got cro- closer and closer uh, to Christmas. Mm-hmm. So it was just a nice way to kind of go through World Showcase and enjoy ourselves and we laughed so many times at the things that happened right you know just smiled and were shocked and surprised and it was just a lot of fun and uh if you haven't done it please take advantage of giving it a shot if uh, before it does go away because it it is it is an enjoyable time and it's just one more thing to uh be able to do while you're traveling through the various countries the various pavilions out of world showcase right and i mean obviously if you know phineas and ferb show you're going to have better appreciation to it but uh, I think you could follow along even if you don't and the other thing that was fun is as we were getting things to happen people around us were like wow how did you do that and and you know they were enjoying it as well so it's a fun side thing to do Um, it's not super fast so like you know like you mentioned honey the crowds were were really getting thick and it was harder to get into things uh, do different attractions etc so it was a, a way to really spend time at Epcot, but not necessarily doing the same things that we typically do. I mean, and we did catch shows and and do some other things, but this was something that was a a lot of fun. It does take a while, but it's also great that another layer of things that kids can do. Mm -hmm. And we stopped on the way and we, you know, it was uh, the festival of the holidays out there as well. So we would stop and pick up a little food and then we continue through whatever that pavilion we were in and, and uh, check out stuff. You get to see some things that you may not even looked at some of the great uh, artwork Mm -hmm. and uh, various different, uh, you know, uh, windows and such that you may not even pay attention to as you're going through these various countries uh, through Epcot. And this kind of uh, makes you look for a few more of those things as you're moving moving on throughout it. Right. So. And if you like scavenger hunts, this is yeah, fun. Really, really fun. And like I said, uh, you know, take advantage of what's there. I'm sure the DuckTales one will be fantastic as well. Right. Uh, but we really enjoyed Agent P's World Showcase Adventure. So that's a great one, Michelle. Thank you. What about you? Mine was going to be, I, I'm, none of these are really in order for me, except for this one. Because <laughs> one new experience that I have to talk about, of course, is yes, we did get to go and experience Star Wars <laughs> Rise of the Resistance. And let me tell you, we've, you know, we heard about this 
when Star Wars Galaxy's Edge first opened, we went to Walt Disney World back in June and we sat down and had the did the lunch with an Imagineer at the Brown right. Derby. Mm-hmm. And he happened to be working on this attraction as well as Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And he said, it's going to blow your mind when it opens up. And let me tell you, he is exactly right. This attraction absolutely blew my mind just from start to finish. It's amazing. Everything about it. There's so many different steps to it. Uh, it's so long involved. I mean, you know, there, there's there's a part of it that's one. I'm not. We're not going to spoil anything for you because we know a lot of you have not had the chance to go on it yet. Uh, it's just going to be opening up, as a matter of fact, on mm-hmm. the West Coast coming up in January, right. which we're excited about as well. Uh, but there's just so many different levels to it, so many different phases to it that, and my jaw was just agape the whole time because it was just amazing to look at. It was amazing to experience. I can't wait to do it again. I'm just, the only reason we didn't do it again while we were out there is because you have to get up so early <laughs> to go out there and get a boarding group because they're gone so early. We thought about it many times. We debated it. But right. We just could not motivate ourselves to get out there that early again. But we had to do it at least once. And it was fantastic. Yeah, I would totally agree. It was actually number one on my list. Um, but I knew that you'd want to bring it up. Mm-hmm. So I, I deferred for you. Um, and, yeah, it's it's one of those attractions like like you said it's mind-boggling. But the other thing is it you can see where it has some variation. So you can have different experiences uh when you're going it on it multiple times. Um and I loved every, even the little things in it. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed, you know. I mean, there were some obvious, you know, and there's pictures out there and stuff, you yeah, know, if the stormtroopers, yeah. you've seen that. That's been out for a long time. Yes, it's very impressive and very like, whoa. Um, but even the little things were really, really interesting to see and be a part of. And, and that's, I think, how I would describe it. You're a part of this attraction. Right. You're not on the attraction you are part of the attraction yeah you're kind of living it you're again you know disney going so much more for the immersion and this is about as immersive as you can get in any single attraction right uh the cast members in this were spectacular they were so in character that i mean you were there were parts where you were joyous there are parts where you were totally intimidated (laughs) by them uh it was beautiful and yet they're moving they're, they're, they're moving this along now there's a lot of functions to this so of course this attraction will break down occasionally. We've seen it, but it it's, it's, seems to be working better and better as it moves along as they kind of get used to how right. it's going to be. And uh, But the, the everything, when we were there, we were lucky enough that everything went really smoothly and... Um, I, it just it was just a wow and one of the not only you know one of the best new experiences but one of the highlights of the whole trip and I cannot wait to do it again yeah absolutely and yeah you're right it, it is it's very high tech and it's also from from what I read and I may be totally wrong but just from what I read on the internet which is always accurate <laughs> um, <laughs> is that you know it is actual multiple ride systems trying to cohesively work together and bring you through that process. Um, and so, yeah, there is an op- more opportunity, you know, for that type of attraction to have some failures. But I mean, hey, we've all, maybe not all, but we know of, you know, where things can break down on even the simplest of attractions. I mean, uh, taking Scott one time to um, the Winnie the Pooh adventure and we had to walk out of that one, be escorted out. So anything can happen. I mean, and I think people, you know, have high expectations, but like you said, all in all, they are getting a lot of people on every day and 
the reviews are always pretty positive. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen anybody that no. has not just been totally wowed by that attraction. It's right. so, so good. So uh, that, was, like I said, nothing was really in order except for that one. That was my number one. That was just amazing. It was fantastic. And I'm so happy that we got a chance to do that. Uh, and by the way, we also got to just experience Galaxy's Edge for the first time at Disney's Hollywood Studios, right. which we've done it on the West Coast. We hadn't seen it uh, at Walt Disney World and just kind of enjoyed that as well. And that's just kind of uh, played a part in that. So Michelle, what is your next new experience or highlight you'd like to bring up? Uh, the next new experience... And again, this is new experience at Walt Disney World. We've done it at Disneyland. Was doing Trader Sam's at Mm. the Polynesian Resort. Mm -hmm. Um, We do have, you know, whether it's a sister or, or, you know, same restaurant type at Disneyland Resort at the Disneyland Hotel. Um, But it was interesting seeing this one. It's there's a lot of similarities in, in the sense of the mood that they're trying to recreate and the type of um, ambiance that they're, they're also providing you. Um, and I really thought this one, and maybe it was just that one experience at one day, but I thought they were much more interactive, and we talked about that, than the one at Disneyland. But I still prefer a little bit better, just a little hair better, the one at Disneyland, the ambiance. And I also, again, it could have been a one-time experience, but I felt that the drinks that we've had at Disneyland are a little bit more potent. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Uh, Yeah, it was on my list as well. We had a great time going to Trader Sam's for the first time at the Polynesian Resort. Uh, Really enjoyed it. And I, I compared it that night, and I'll compare it right now, is that I think that the Trader Sam's, at uh, both spots are kind of are very relative to their resort. You know, Disneyland is much more intimate, you know, and that kind of feels like Trader Sam's at Disneyland. Uh, It's much more of an intimate experience. Whereas at Walt Disney World, everything is larger. Everything is grander, you know, and that kind of, you know, as much, it's funny to say that because if you've been to Trader Sam's at the Polynesian, you know, it's, it's not exactly a huge bar huge lounge but it is much bigger than than the one at disneyland i think and yeah i don't know if it was a ton bigger i just think the layout was made it more of an open atmosphere than the one at disneyland i think the way the layout at disneyland and that the fact that you have booths and things it seems like it compartmentalizes it a little bit more and it feels more smaller and intimate in that regards maybe so but i just thought you know and then Mm -hmm. you know this a lot of the uh the cast members that were in the bartenders the servers that were in there were very much more like you said interactive they were more boisterous it seemed like when some of the special drinks were ordered or whatever and not that that doesn't happen at the disneyland resort they Mm -hmm. just seemed like they were much more into it at this one but uh i totally enjoy both both versions of it and uh definitely would do it again right It could have been just the drinks that people were ordering, and that's what was prompting some of the uh, the activities there. Whereas at Disneyland, maybe people ordered diff- you know differently a little bit. Mm-hmm. Exactly, could be. All could right, be. you're up. All right, my next uh, experience, uh, first time experience that we checked out while we were at the Walt Disney World Resort is Disney Skyliner. Mm, we were lucky of us. Yes, if we if you listen to the last episode, you know we were staying at the Riviera Resort, which of course was right on the Skyliner path. They have a station right there at the Riviera Resort. And the Skyliner was so wonderful and convenient to get to the studios, to get to Disney's mm-hmm. Hollywood Studios, to get to Epcot. Uh, we took advantage of it every chance we could and just enjoyed the heck out of it. The spectacular views, it was smooth, it was nice. 
we only ran into one problem once when I, I don't know if it was the wind kicked up a mm-hmm. little bit too much or if uh, the storm was coming in or what the case may be, but they shut down the Skyliner a little early one night. So right. we ended up having to backtrack from there and take a bus to Epcot. And we were a little concerned because we had a, a reservation for right. that night. But <laughs> uh, all in all, um, I love the Skyliner. I would be happy to stay on any resort that's on the Skyliner or just to get around, before, get between Epcot and uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios because I uh, just totally enjoyed the heck out of it. Right. I agree. And that was on my list as well. Um, f- first of all, I thought it was a lot smoother than I was expecting. You know, I mean, going back to the history of Disney, you know, Land or Disney World where they had those skyliners and they kind of, especially when you'd go past one of the connection points or poles, it would like swing. And this one really didn't do that much. And I'm kind of a, you know, lightweight when it comes to being afraid of things like that. And this was, this was great. Um, I, I totally agree with you. The fact that it was very convenient and super, super convenient and fun and great views. Um, we were lucky when we would get seated from time to time with other people that, you know, generally people were very happy and friendly. And so that was kind of a nice ability to have a little bit more community than what you would have necessarily on the monorail because you're a little more closer and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I, I also loved it and thought it was great and glad that they have it. I know a lot of you have already ridden on that and it's old hat, but some of you haven't. And I would highly recommend you, you know, taking that opportunity to do it. Right. Great technology too. Love yeah. the giant wheel. And I have a little, I have a little fear of heights myself, mm-hmm. you know. But I had no problem on this. I know you were a little uh, fearful when you first got on it the first time. But right. I know as like after just a couple seconds, you're like, oh, this is easy. This yeah, is especially no since problem. my niece was like saying it was kind of scary. Right. But I understand that. Yeah. No, but it was it was great. We had really enjoyed it. Again, it's a great way to get around. I hope they expand it now. Now that we've done it, I, I experienced it for the first time. I, I hope they expand it and take it to other resorts right. and find other ways to get there. If they're not going to expand the monorail, which doesn't seem like they're in a hurry to do right now, mm-hmm. um, please expand the Skyliner. We would love to use it much more to get to many other places around the Walt Disney World Resort. So right. that's my next first time experience. Michelle, what is your either first time experience or highlight from our Walt Disney World Resort trip that you'd like to uh, showcase again? Um, Okay. Well, as you mentioned, we went, we did stay at the Riviera and one could mention that one, but I'm going to specifically talk about uh, their restaurant, Topolinas, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Um, The ambiance there is really, it really captures that, southern france and italy charm um the food is really delicious and one of the things you even pointed out that night is the room was full because we we did go on a friday Friday evening and it was full and there was a lot of people you could hear a lot of sounds however we were able to hold a conversation Mm -hmm. without any problem you know and so how they did that was pretty impressive um, and like I said, the food was really, really great. We were fortunate enough to have a server who was actually from Italy and her husband is a chef from France who is working over at Citricos. Mm-hmm. So um, it was fun really getting to hear her story, her background. And again, we've talked about this in the past. It's really fun to talk to the cast members and, and kind of get their background and their story because a lot of times, well, everybody has a story, right? And a lot of times there's something that can be 
quite amazing uh, when you're really having that time to connect with somebody. So that was my next one is right. Topolinos. Yeah, we talked a little bit about uh, Topolinos last week when we were uh, doing our re- review of the Riviera Resort. And yeah, we enjoyed it. Uh, you know, it, it's not an inexpensive meal. Right. So, you know, if it, it's kind of a splurge meal, I mean, you can make it less expensive if you want to. We splurged a little bit more, got a nice bottle of wine, which they have a good wine list there. Uh, we tried the food and it, it just was an all around great experience. They also host a breakfast there. It's a character breakfast that uh, I heard people talking about and they yeah, seem yeah. to rave about it. Uh, when we were kind of passing them in the halls and in the elevator or whatever, people all seem to enjoy their character breakfasts as Topolinos. Also, if you just want to go up there and just grab a cocktail, if you don't have a reservation or you can't get a table, they have a really great lounge both inside and outside. Right. Uh, you can just go up there and get a cocktail. Uh, they do have some of their menu on there on the lounge uh uh, the, the lounge menu as well, some of the main menu, so you can try sample some of the food there. You can kind of do it that way if you want, but I, I would highly recommend you, you know, taking the Skyliner, like we just talked right. about, stopping off at the Riviera, and if you're if you're going there anyway, why not uh, take a trip up to Topolino's and, and check it out? You get some right. great views, and especially around fireworks time. I wish, like you said last week, that they would pipe in the music at least mm-hmm. outdoors, right? Uh, when the fireworks are going off. But uh, either way, if you just want to, you know, have a cocktail and look out at the fireworks or like we did, we got to see them just sitting in there, you know, right. as we were wrapping up our dinner. It was really, really nice. Yes. And um, for those of you who have um, tables of the Wonderland, tables oh. in Wonderland, mm-hmm. currently it is not one of them, uh, unless I didn't check today. Um, but I did talk to them. They felt like it was going to be added after the first of the year. Um, but they did say if you have tables in Wonderland, you could still take advantage of the free uh, valet service to the hotel to ha- to eat there. Um, but that's another thing that I think that would be a nice uh, addition to tables in Wonderland is to have this resort there as well. Yeah. So hopefully that uh, comes. They did say, like you said, somewhere around the first of the year, they thought possibly that could be the case, right. but we'll see. And uh, yeah, well, that was another thing we did for the first time was tables in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. We have not done that before. And uh, we got some nice discounts on different things. Sure. Lots, you know, cocktails included, which, you know, us, you know, we <laughs> don't mind a cocktail here and there. And uh, we were able to take advantage of that when we were out there. So that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. So now you are up again. All right, uh, let's go. We talked a little bit about uh, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party uh, last week. You know, we talked about how right. rainy it was, mm-hmm. our experience, how we got a little pixie dust at the end. That was really great, and we, we still enjoyed it, despite the torrential rainfall right there. Uh, but I want to focus on one thing in particular, and that is the new fireworks show <laughs> that came out this year, Minnie's Wonderful Christmas Time Fireworks. Um, I thought they were magnificent, lots of fun. It's always cute to hear Minnie's voice. Right. She's just the best, and she's so darling. And, uh, you know, I mean, is it extravagant? Are, you know, are the projections the same as as they have, you know, on, on some of the other fireworks shows? No, but it was totally enjoyable. The projections on the castle were great. Right. enjoyed it and did fit along with the fireworks and the music that was playing. I, I had a blast. I, I, I loved it, and we saw it from two different places, one at the park during... Uh, very Merry Christmas party and one t- up at the top of the world. And I enjoyed it both times. Okay. First of all, I'm going to accuse you of stealing my email. <laughs> <I did not. laughs> look at all my notes. Because if you see here, I have Very Merry Christmas party. And the only thing I have listed is the fireworks. Uh, that's funny. I know. Well, first of all, I have done Very Merry Christmas party. 
couple times. Right. So this is my first time doing it. Right. This. And so this being a new fireworks show is, is what I captured in it as new experience for me. Um, I would kind of challenge what you said. I thought the projections were pretty amazing on the castle. And I, I agree with you in terms of it maybe not ca carrying through everywhere in the park. Just comparing it to like Happily Ever After. Right. The, you know, the projections on that are another level True. Uh, past that. Or if you go to like Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam, or some of these right. other things, the, the projections are, you know, these were a little, they were great. Don't mm -hmm. get me wrong. These were great projections. Those are a little bit to the next level. Right. And so it's not quite that, but it is really still cool. It really is still cool. And I, and I thought that too, um, when you mentioned that we saw it at the Top of the World Lounge, I was impressed that we could actually capture some of the viewing of the the projections from way up there as well. You know, I mean, obviously it's not like if you're standing on Main mm -hmm. Street, but it was still really pretty amazing to to see those there as well. But yes, that was a cr crazy cute fireworks show. Yeah, loved it. I uh, don't Christmas know. You know, hopefully they'll continue it on next year. I know it's wrapping up this year, but hopefully next year they, they continue it and you get the chance to see it next year because it's really adorable. And if, like I said, Minnie, who doesn't love Minnie? Right. Minnie is wonderful and it's a wonderful Christmas time. And it, it just, it was a blast. Yes. And the fireworks were spectacular. And uh, just like I said, just like we've talked about many things, I just enjoyed the heck out of it and look forward to seeing it again. So uh, that's my next first time experience to go through. Michelle, what is your next first time experience or highlight? Okay. Uh, my next one I wanted to talk about was, uh, it's called A Pirate's Adventure, Treasures of the Seven Seas. Mm -hmm. It's over at the Magic Kingdom and it's another one of these interactive games that you can play while you're at the park. And again, being there during a very busy time of the year, it was great to have another type of activity. It's similar to some of the other things where you're, you know, you start with a map and you go from point A to B, et cetera, and you're doing different things and different things happen. It may not be as impressive as Agent P, but it was still pretty good. Um, and after doing it twice, you get, you, there's two different, you get uh, different maps and different excursions to do. But after you've done two, you get a free fast pass to Pirates of the Caribbean. And so considering how busy it was, it was nice to get that freebie fast pass without having to use one of our fast passes reserved for that attraction. It's also something you can plan on if you're going to, right. if you're making your fast pass plus selections for your next trip, and you're thinking you want to put Pirates of the Caribbean mm -hmm. as one of them. Well, you may want to rethink that. Uh, and rather than using that Fast Pass Plus for that, establish it for something else, then go do this thing. It doesn't take actually very long. I think we right. knocked it out in like 40, 45 minutes yeah, or something. Yeah, both episodes. Right. Yeah. Uh, it really did not take very long. And you, we got this Fast Pass and went right on Pirates of the Caribbean. And it was a really good time. So, you know, it's another way to kind of skip past that and right. use that Fast Pass for something else that you'd like to do at the Magic Kingdom. Right. And it's not a time sensitive fast pass. I mean, mm -hmm. you have to use it that day, but it's not like your other ones where you get it at a certain time and you have to return at that time. You just have an automatic fast pass added to your Magic Band. Right. So, uh, yeah. Or definitely. your ticket. Yeah, exactly. So definitely uh, take advantage of that because it's, one, it's a lot of fun. A lot of cool things happen around just like they did with Agent P. Uh, the cool things happen there around Adventureland right. yeah, that you get to check out and it's a lot of fun and people are getting all you're like what's going on you know what's, how what, did you how'd do you do that, that? <laughs> why, why is that cannon firing what's going on yeah you know, it's just really kind of cool stuff right so we told a couple people how to do that but uh you can do that I, that 
when we were there, it opened up at noon each day. So I don't know if it typically has different hours. Um, and I apologize for not researching that. Um, but you just go in. Uh, it's it's funny because it's part of Adventure. It's supposed to be Adventureland, but it's just past the entrance to Frontierland. Mm-hmm. To the left, there's a little hut, and you go in and you initiate your sign in for that, and uh, you get your map, and you also get cute collector cards too mm-hmm. as you finish each of those uh, type of excursions that you do. Yeah. Uh, if it's if you're looking for where it is, it's just past Pirates of the Caribbean, kind of before you get to Pecos Bills, uh, kind of on the left side of the walkway there, right. and that's where you can find. It. They have a big sign there, but you can ask a cast member and they'll help you out. So, uh, yeah, very cool. Thank very you. Cool. Yeah. Your turn. My turn. Uh, well, you know, hashtag Real Men Love Frozen. <laughs> so my next first time experience and and also was a highlight of our, our trip was. A frozen holiday wish, uh, which is just—it's <laughs> just a cute way to light up the night, it, you right. know, and to start off the evening. To you know, take the castle from its daytime. It looks beautiful right. during the day. Don't give it—you know—we love it. You know, I mean, who doesn't love Cinderella Castle mm-hmm. uh, during the day? Well, uh, when you get to sunset, and Elsa and Anna and Kristoff and Sven and Olaf <laughs> all come out. And do the little, little skit, and then and Elsa ends up lighting up the castle right. and all this ice and everything with projections again yes. and some fireworks. Uh, it's every time she does it, it's just ooh, because <laughs> it's beautiful. It, it is, beautiful. is wonderful the way it gets lit up at night. And I just, I, I we have a picture. We had took several pictures of it. We have a picture of us in front of it. Right. Um, it just is so beautiful. And I, I, and I just love it so much. And again, hashtag real men love frozen. So it, it's just, it's just one of those things I hadn't, I've seen it. Like we, we saw the Disney parks live stream of right. it and everything. And so we knew kind of how it went. Uh, but to see it light up in person in front of you, it just it, it just takes it to that next level. It's it's beautiful, and I right. highly recommend you taking a pause where you're at the parks and seeing it happen because when it happens, it's it's gorgeous. Right, it is. I mean, it, it is like you said, it's a cute show. It's got some corny jokes that you would expect, um, but it it is an impressive looking castle once it's lit up like that. I mean, the castle is beautiful in all different types of designs that it has. And this is just another way to appreciate it. And it's another thing, you know, again, you're in the parks. It's it's free. Enjoy it and look up. Right. Look up. Always look up. Michelle's one of <laughs> Michelle's very best tip of all her great tips. Always the best tips. Her very best one is to look up for sure. Uh, so that's Thank great. You. Michelle, what is your next either first time experience or highlight of our trip at Walt Disney World? Um, I am going to say the Riviera Resort. Okay. Um, and again, this wasn't in an order. I'm not trying to say it, it ranks lower. Um, I just put it on the list next to talk about, but um, it was really fun going in there. First of all, being at a resort during its opening week was super exciting. I mean, the cast members are all very excited and, you know, obviously, and they'll admit that it's new to them, even though they may be experienced cast members in, you know, in that the resort type of setting, having a new building where things, where supplies are kept and how the computer works and, and or doesn't work sometimes, you know, um, but they were all very happy and thrilled to be opening up a new resort and we got to enjoy that that fun with them um the room was really good we had a one bedroom um 
it, it can easily sleep five. However, what's different in this DVC villa from some of the others is not all of the others, but some of the others is the fact that it does have one bedroom, one bathroom, bathroom. excuse me. So um, even though you might be able to sleep five people, it, the the one bathroom may or may not be an issue for for some families, but it's beautiful. We talked a little bit at the at our last show about some of the, you know, artwork that's there and the little details, including Minnie Mouse details in it. And so it's it's a great resort. We definitely would stay there again. Like you brought up, the convenience of having the Skyliner there is also phenomenal. The, uh, good food, great food at the restaurant. And so that was my next highlight to talk about. Yeah, I even got to try out some of the uh, the uh, quick service food at the restaurant they have there. They have a quick service restaurant as well, which you can mobile order at, by the way, or even mobile order and they'll bring it up to your room if you really want them to do it. But um, that was also, I, I had a good, sa- I got a sandwich from there one day that was very tasty. Nice. enjoyed that very much. Um, we tried the lounge, the library. What is it? The Voyager's Lounge, I believe. It looks like a little library. Right. Um, had cocktails there one night, and that was really nice. Right. What's um, interesting about that one? Um, we talked a little bit about it at our last on our last show, where you know some of the books that they have there and some original art, such as Mickey Mouse. Um, but anyways, uh, if you go in there at first glance, you might not realize it's a lounge because you don't see a bar, but it is there. There are servers who come through. Um, it's right adjacent or behind the wall of their fat, one of their fast food spots there or quick service foods there. So where you can also get alcohol Mm -hmm. as well. Um, but if you see it, I think that was one of the things at first we didn't think that they were going to serve there and they do. Yeah, uh, I think it's like after four o'clock or something like that right. that it becomes a, a lounge yeah. where they have a server come around and offer you uh, drinks and, and some food too. If right. you want some yeah, food small some plates. Yeah, yeah. Small plates. So uh, yeah, if you want to hear more of us talking about the Riviera, we did a much more extensive review of it last week. Go back to, if you haven't heard that episode yet, go back to last week's episode and, and check it out for sure. Right. But uh, we did not we did enjoy the Riviera Resort very, very much. And right. uh, it's perfect spot if you're... Uh, going to be, you know, doing some of the festivals at Epcot or whatever, because it's just so easy to hop on the Skyliner to get there. Right. Spectacular. All right. Now, another one from you. Uh, let's see here. We're starting to wind down right. my list here. So uh, first time experiences. I will talk about just it. I don't know if this was a true highlight, but we did try out the Liberty Tree Tavern mm-hmm. for the first time ever. We've never done it before. We did it this time. The right. food was wonderful. Yes. Love the food at Liberty yes. Tree Tavern. It was so good. Very home cooked, you know, just felt just very home style cooking right i uh, really enjoyed it. a lot of flavors a lot of great flavors very hearty dishes uh you know they really really enjoyed it uh the only thing i would say is it, it's a bit loud in there for right. us you know we <laughs> talked about topolino's and how wonderful it was that it was quiet they could talk and uh it was just a little loud for us but uh we would go back for that food because that food is really really good right, we right. got the fish and chips which is delicious uh, also got the pot roast which is to die for the right. pot roast is so good uh, I would recommend if you don't mind a little noise, 
um, go ahead and try out Liberty Tree Tavern because they do have, if you haven't tried it before, they do have magnificent food. Right, right. And they have different rooms. So it's kind of interesting seeing some of the different decor and artwork they have there as well. Um, you're, you're right. That was the one thing was the, the sound quality was a little bit um, out there. It wasn't horrible. Uh, I guess trying to describe it wouldn't be maybe the ultimate date. Right. <laughs> Location. Yeah. Except well, I, for the food is really, really good. Yeah. And if you're going there with, with, as a family, you can get their um, buffet family style, which is really also very nice. And so it, it we really enjoyed it, especially yeah. the food. Yeah. We would go back there and eat again. Uh, right. Even though we're not crazy about the noise, it may not be our first choice of restaurants right. while we're at Magic Kingdom to check out again. Uh, but just for the food alone, because that was so good, we would we would do it again if it worked out. You know, I, I really would like to do it with a group. I don't think right. it's like for the two of us, you know, there's some quieter restaurants we enjoy. We really enjoy uh, the Jungle Navigation Company Limited Skipper Canteen. I hope I got it all, <laughs> all out right because that's so long. Uh, we love that place. It's a little quieter. We enjoy the food there. We enjoy the drinks there. Uh, but if we were coming with another big group that wanted to try some good food, right. um, I think this would be a great sure. spot. Yeah, definitely. So, definitely. So that's next on my list. Michelle, what is your next uh, either new experience or highlight from the trip. All right. Well, it, this one was just a little one, but I, but it, it, you know, because of my background, I guess I really liked it. I've gone through Epcot in the past and have always picked out and gotten to really appreciate the holiday tradition shows that they have outside there. And there were, you know, many, some of the new ones, like the, the Mexico one, I felt was a little different than what I've seen in the past. Love that. Um, I've seen the one in, in France before, but I've never had a chance to actually go up and get a picture with Père Noël. Mm. So that was fun. Yeah, it was. It's cute. <laughs> Père Noël was great. Love Père Noël. He's awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was good. I was going to talk about just the Festival of the Holidays in general as one sure. of the ones on my list. And I uh, just enjoyed it all. The fact that each pavilion has somebody come out and tell stories of how mm -hmm. they celebrate the holidays in uh, their part of the world is is fascinating. Loved it. Uh, we did sample many plates. Right. Uh, various different places around. And uh, just, uh, I don't think there was anything we were completely disappointed with. There were some dishes that were better than others. Right. Uh, but we, we just had a good time going through, sampling different food, looking at all the Christmas decorations, hearing the holiday stories, and just really soaking in the atmosphere. The Festival of the Holidays uh, at Epcot, it was, it was really wonderful. And uh, if you're looking for a trip next year, I, I would highly suggest. I mean, it's you know, it's through the end of November into December. You know, you can go at a less busy time than it is right now during the actual Christmas holiday or during Thanksgiving or whatever the case may be. And you can still experience it all. The candlelight processional we didn't do this year, uh, but that's always wonderful way to set the, mm -hmm. the tone for the season as well. We'd highly recommend that too. Right. And it was kind of a hard decision not to do the, the candlelight processional, although we've done it multiple times. Uh, I think it was fun having the freedom, especially considering that it was busy and being able to um, be a little bit more impromptu at some of our eating is to be able to not have to have a reservation at a particular time. Uh, it was cold. It would have been nice to be indoors sometimes. <laughs> but I think in spite of all that, we really had fun trying out the different unique holiday foods at the different uh, pavilions for sure so good so good so uh that's mine what's your next uh, well i think that was you know mine really my next one was going to be about the holiday food offerings okay. at epcot 
you know, and I think we just kind of wrap that up. Okay. Well, well, that's fine. I will move on to, again, another hashtag real men love frozen. (laughs) We did the frozen ever after dessert party to see Epcot forever. So it's kind of a combination of things. We got to do the dessert party, which was a first time experience for us, which we enjoyed. We met some great people at our table Mm -hmm. that we had a really fun conversation with all night long. Uh, got to see Epcot forever, Yay. which may have made Michelle cry <laughs> several times. It is a great love letter. Yeah. Uh, it does look like a, it, it very much is a fireworks transitional show, right. but it is a wonderful love letter to Epcot. Yeah. I definitely uh, say that about that. Uh, as far as the desserts themselves, yeah, they were hit and miss <laughs> uh, at the dessert party, but we enjoyed the heck out of it. Had plenty of cocktails because it is alcohol friendly. Right. We do have savory options. Mm-hmm. I had a nice, uh, I think it was a ham and cheese sandwich and they had some other cheese things cheese. going on yeah, there. Yeah, guacamole and yeah. chips uh, yeah. also. Um, right. As well as the desserts. They had this cool thing with... Um, with uh, uh, liquid nitrogen where they would freeze a chocolate mousse and then the chef would also toast up a marshmallow right. and it was like a, a this frozen s'more Morph, thing right. that was really kind of just fun to watch happen and really cool to experience and uh, it was just a good night and then at the end after the fireworks and everything clears out you get to ride on Frozen Ever After at the end which is always a highlight for me because hashtag real men love Frozen <laughs> so it was that that was uh, it just and again another way that I mean yes does this cost money yes it costs a significant yeah. Yes. money but if you're going to see the fireworks anyway if you're looking for something to do to cap off the night and you want to save yourself on a fast pass for frozen right. ever after um just throw them all in there and then you could book that fast pass for something else that is on that same level right you know and so there was a couple things about it you know one like you mentioned they do seat you with other people so it's a, a fun way to get to meet people and everybody there is happy to be there um and they I, seat you with other people if you're like a group of us like we were just two two if right you're like a group of four you're probably going to get your own table right or, you know. right um i think most tables they try to get five people at um and we did have somebody at our table that was a single right. that enjoy, you know, was with us as well. Um, so it's fun, you know, getting to talk to some people. Uh, the other nice thing compared to some of the other dessert parties is your table is already assigned. So um, you don't have to be in line ahead of time. You don't have to rush to get there. Um, you can give it some time and let everybody be seated because you do have plenty of time to go to the to the buffets a couple times. Um and then they also tell you, they give you a last call notification for, for food and drinks. And um, the gratuity is included in this one, which is also really, really convenient. Um, and I just thought it was a, a, a great, like you said, a, a fun, easy way to be able to have a secure area to watch the fireworks. Yeah, and again, and sit I, and watch the fireworks. Right, sit and watch the fireworks, you know. And we've talked about my, my height challenge anyway so it's kind of also very nice to know that I had a spot that I was I didn't have to get there like an hour ahead of the fireworks show to see it because I knew I had a reserved spot right people always question you know the value of doing a dessert package or some of the the packages the dining packages or whatever for parades Mm -hmm. or fireworks or whatever and, you know, it, it depends on what you're into. If you're, you know, you're into waiting for to get that prime spot uh, somewhere, if you're fine doing that, that's fine. If you're not vertically challenged like <laughs> Michelle, uh, you can get good views from lots of different places. Right. But, you know, there's always a trouble with Michelle in that, you know, a lot of times 
uh, if we don't get to a spot or the right spot at the right time, she may be looking at somebody's shoulders and maybe the top of the fireworks and <laughs> right. not really be able to experience the whole thing. So we find because of that, we try and find value within some of these right. uh, dessert, dinner, pack, dining packages, whatever the case may be. And so it works for us occasionally. We don't try and do a bunch of them on any one trip, but every once in a while right. they work out for us. So you can judge that for yourself. You know, and also think about your kids too. And, you know, I mean, obviously we saw many people put kids on their shoulders right. uh, at parades. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> don't put your kids on your shoulders. Okay. You're going to block a bunch of people's view when you do that. We right. saw some kids that were very like, they, I think may have been like eight-year-old, nine-year-old oh, kids. Easily nine-year-olds. And don't do that. I know it's you want them to be able to see. Don't put them on your shoulders. If you want to lift them up in front of you up until about your eye level, right. do that. But don't block everybody else's view. And also to help do that, you know, to make sure that they can still see some of these dessert and dining packages right. might be of benefit for you. Right. And then they are a splurge, um, you know, and also different times of the year. Like this one, it was a little more challenging to maybe really get to enjoy the frozen desserts because it was so it was a little chilly. cold it was a little chilly that night. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so maybe under normal circumstances, we could have probably appreciated that a little bit more. Uh, I, I They do have a variety of desserts. Um, so they, you know, even kids could enjoy like they had cupcakes and they had different cookies and things. If you've done it before, um, we went that second week in uh, December and that was a new menu they said oh so really they, yeah so they said they had just switched over that week so it, if you've done it before and you want to try something different you you can and like you said it was fun then to as people left the park that we had our own little private uh, viewing of you know, the frozen ride in Norway and it was fun. Yeah. It was a, it was Everybody a, had a good time. We had a blast. It was a great night. I yeah. uh, totally enjoyed it. Uh, would do it again um, at some other point. Uh, maybe not for this fireworks show as mm-hmm. much as we enjoyed it. And Michelle cried a couple of times. <laughs> uh, well, you know, well, maybe when they uh, get to harmonious or whatever, we right. will do it again. But, sure. uh, you know, hey, really about me, it was about, you know, hashtag real men love frozen. <laughs> she wanted the fireworks. I wanted frozen ever after. <laughs> So, uh, win win. That's next on my list, Michelle. Do you have any more? I no, I don't. Okay, well, I've got a few more. Because I've done things there before. I guess I think this is what. I have just a couple more that I want. These aren't first time experiences, but they were highlights for me out there. Okay, and I'm going to start off. Our trip was sandwiched. We we, basically the meat of our stay was uh, in our sandwich was the Riviera Resort. And um, we bookended it uh, with the bread on both sides of the sandwich with at Bay Lake Towers with mm-hmm. a, a lake view. And that is always a highlight to me. I, I love nothing more than to sit out on the balcony or even the, they have some really large windows there to look out at Bay Lake and watch the stuff that goes on, see the boats go by, uh, see the electrical water parade right. that happens at night. Um, to watch the the pirate ship go out and come back every night <laughs> is just hear them. yeah it's just it's all so much fun we from there you can see the fireworks go off at Epcot and at Disney's Hollywood right. Studios uh, you know some people you know you you use more DVC points to have a theme park view and you know a theme park view is kind of cool I will take the lake view anytime I right. love the lake view at Bay Lake Towers I love Bay Lake Towers yes. so very much I agree and I guess I missed the part about highlights that didn't have to be newbie things so I totally agree with you uh Bay Lake Tower especially the one bedroom is so spacious um and 
it's just, you feel like you're kind of, you know, at home. I know that's what they're trying to do with DVC anyways, but you really do have that. You have the convenience of, you know, a full kitchen and everything like that, but you're right. Laundry. The laundry. Yes. Laundry is so key when you're doing a long trip that you can t- pack so much, especially a trip where the weather is sporadic. Like, I mean, you know, if you go in the summer, you're not like, okay, it's going to be shorts and t-shirts almost right. the whole trip. Uh, during the winter time, it can be anywhere from 80 during the day to we, we had temperatures in the forties right. while we were there. So we had to pack a lot of different stuff. Uh, to be able to help limit that packing, being able to do laundry. And this is true of any of right. their, the DVC one bedroom villas uh, the, or, or, or above. above yeah. uh, the fact that you can do laundry in the room is just such a packing saver for you. Right, exactly. And so, yeah, that that is a real highlight to be able to stay at Bay Lake Tower because it, in the Lakeview, I agree with you, it's beautiful you have that balance of serene in the morning where there's not a lot of activity going on you get to see the monorail going through if you're on that side mm-hmm. um there is other lake views that are on the other side of the building you that, see the geyser of uh, wilderness lodge right, going right. up and yes. from there so um you know, you can research that. And, you know, like I said, we're going to be talking about DVC in the future. So we'll probably talk about some of that information too. But it is a highlight being able to do that and have the convenience also of going up to top of the world there. Yep, exactly. Not that you can't, you can stay anywhere on property as a DVC right. member and do top of the world lounge, but it is very convenient when you're actually staying <laughs> yes. at Bay Lake Towers. Uh, very easier after a couple of those cocktails to just get back to your room and not have to get Disney transportation right, or back exactly. to where you're going or a hop a lift or a minivan or whatever the case may be. So uh, just one more quick highlight f- that I want you to uh, focus on here. And that is the cast members themselves. Mm-hmm. They are always a highlight of every Disney experience we have. And they were spectacular during this trip. I want to thank all the cast members Yay. because they treated us so very well. So many times they were always in the holiday season. They were always had smiles on their face. They were very helpful to us many, many times when we had some small issues or something that needed to be corrected or changed or whatever the case may be. They were wonderful for us. And we even received a little bit of pixie dust here and there around, right. you know, but it, it even if we did not receive that, uh, the cast members were wonderful everywhere we went. And it's really, I mean, it's a trying, busy time of year, yes. you know, you could see where they would maybe get a little frustrated or just like, you know, you just go to do this or here it is or go with that. No, they were always had a smile on it. They were always very helpful. Uh, it was a wonderful, wonderful trip. And again, I want to thank the cast members for like they always do, making our Disney vacation so special. I know. I felt like I was um, wearing out all the cast compliment things because there was just every time we turn around, there was somebody else who was really being amazing to us. Some, you know, thanked us for being for thanking them, and others were, you know, proactive about some things. And like you said, we got given pixie dust that we didn't request and you know the the level of service we talked about this if we had stayed at most every other hotel would not have happened the way it turned out and we just are really appreciative not just of the hotel cast members all the parks we know that like you said it was really busy they especially at hollywood studios where they were try you know starting this you know new system of getting the boarding passes and and every time people were really very very pleasant patient and helpful yes uh really uh, applause to you cast members thank you very much uh you really helped make our trip that much more special so exactly thank you. 
Thank you. So that's it. That's a look back at our full Walt Disney World vacation. Some of the new high, some new things we experienced, some of the highlights that we uh, had there. If you have any questions for us on how our trip went, anything that we've kind of touched on here, or even maybe some things that you maybe saw some pictures from on social media from us that we didn't touch on here, uh, please uh, feel free to email us, con- contact us on social media. Uh, we'd love to discuss uh, many of these things uh, from our our Walt Disney World vacation, and we can't wait to go back again. Oh, I know. We're already trying to plan our next trip. Well, we do have something scheduled already. Mm. Actually, I did reserve something. That's exciting. It is exciting. exciting. (laughs) Uh, So that's a lot of fun. So now let's get to, we're back to, I got back home. I was able to look up a couple of Disney stories (laughs) of the week. There's usually so many stories. Last week, we were so busy running around Walt Disney World. I couldn't really follow what was going on Disney story wise, but I do have a couple of quick stories for you this week. And we're going to start with, uh, there's an exciting pin trading event coming to the Walt Disney world resort, but it's only for one day. Wow. And hopefully by the time you're listening to us, this has not already passed you by. But if you are going to the Walt Disney world resort for the new year celebrations and you like trading pins, this might be of interest to you. I know Michelle will wish she was going to yes. be there for this because this is kind of cool. This is straight from the Disney Parks blog. As a part of this year's New Year's Eve celebration, Disney's Animal Kingdom is introducing a family fun special <laughs> pin trading opportunity throughout the park only on Tuesday, December 31st, 2019. Again, so if you're out there for the New Year's mm. celebration... New Year's Eve celebration, uh, this might uh, be for you. What you can do is you check out pin trading boards displaying over 90 pins located throughout the lands of Africa, Asia, Dinoland USA, and Discovery Island. These displays will include hidden Mickey pins and pins from Disney theme parks around the world. You have the opportunity to trade pins from these displays during the following time, from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m., 2.45 p.m. to 3.45 p.m., 5.45 p.m. to 6.45 p.m. and 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. Now, there is a couple of catches to this that I find fascinating. <laughs> and uh, I, want to, I want to be curious to think, what, hear what Michelle hears about this. So this print trading opportunity is what, this is what they say, is truly special. So you will have one minute, yes, one wow. minute to trade up to two Disney pins off the designated trading board. So you have to get there, look, scan it, get your have your pins ready to go, wow. and trade off within one minute. I think that's fascinating. That is. That is exciting. It puts another extra spin on the, the fun of pin trading. Right. And it also, I think, will help, you know, if there's a lot of people doing this, help move it along so not everybody's just standing in front of the board <laughs> for like trying to decide or wait for a pin to come in, you know, right. from somebody for 45 minutes minutes or whatever the case may be. Wow. So, Very cool. Yeah. Very uh, cool. Uh, along with this, Disney will uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom will also be offering a 2020 commemorative pin, a limited edition New Year's Day pin, and that will be for purchase beginning at 7 p.m. There are only 1,000 of these produced, and for your chance to purchase this pin, you'll have to visit Discovery Trading Company beginning at 7 a.m. to receive a numbered wristband that will wow. allow the opportunity to purchase up to two of these pins uh, beginning at the 7 p.m. period that, that we oh just talked gosh. about. So, yeah. Yeah, so Very exciting. A lot of pin fun happening for New Year's Eve over at Disney's Animal Kingdom Park. Yeah. Wow. That sounds fun. I wish we were there. Yeah. I, I always say that, though. I always wish we were there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know Michelle likes 
pin trading. And uh, at some point, we are actually going to do an episode uh, all about pin trading. Mm-hmm. For those of you who haven't done it in the past or you're always wondering what the deal right. is with it, and we'll have a lot of fun uh, talking about pin trading yeah, sometime in cool. the future. Yeah. Uh, moving on, we now know a little more about when we'll get the chance to join the Avengers at the Disneyland mm-hmm. Resort. Again, from the Disney Parks blog. And I actually think we kind of knew this, but they kind of more confirmed it with this report. Uh, they said, we're excited to officially announce that you will be able to team up with some of your favorite Avengers at Avengers Campus at Disney California Adventure Park beginning summer of 2020. So I think we already kind of heard yeah. that it was going to be summer of 2020, but they confirmed, I guess things are going on schedule. Now, summer could mean a lot of things. Summer could be May. Summer could mean like September. <laughs> you know, who knows what summer means? But at least it's great to hear that that is coming very soon. Right. Oh, that's exciting. Can't wait. Yep. So they go on to say Avengers Campus is home to the Worldwide Engineering Brigade, also known as web which will house uh their new spider-man experience the first disney ride-through attraction to feature this iconic superhero during an open house at web and aspiring the inspiring inventors are excited to invite you to test drive uh their newest invention their latest invention the web slinger vehicle which allows you to sling webs just like spider-man the attraction gives you the taste of what it's like to have the actual superpowers as you help spider-man collect spider bots <laughs> that have run amok <laughs> oh i love it when things run, run amok, amok. Yes. yeah uh, Avengers Campus will also feature uh, Pym Test Kitchen, just as Ant-Man and the Wasp use Pym Particles to grow and shrink just about anything. Pym Neck Technologies is using the latest in- innovations to grow and shrink food at this eatery, which I find, I can't wait to see what they're making. I know. It's going to look like. That sounds uh, really, really interesting. And of course, you'll also be able to uh, meet many other Marvel superheroes, including Black Widow, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Doctor Strange, the Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, superheroes from Wakanda and Asgard, and Iron Man. Mm. So really, really cool. Yeah. Very excited for uh, when that opens up here, uh, coming sometime this summer. Nice. I'm sure as we get closer, we'll get more pinned down. To a particular date. Well, it's all talk about pins today. Pin I down, know. Pin trading, pin down. Right? Pin, 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 <laughs> pin, pin. It's to keep up with your frozen thing. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag human love frozen. Of course. Anyway, uh, let's move on from another thing that, one thing that I love to another thing I love, and that is Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Mm -hmm. And yes, uh, we have reached the second weekend of The Rise of Skywalker. And uh, the box office... Although it did great. It started off kind of a little sluggishly, uh, you know, to begin with. I think but, compared to what they thought. Right. Yeah. But it really has picked up over this week and it is doing very well now as we get through the Christmas holiday and into the second weekend. It's uh, really looking like it is going to be another billion dollar film. I don't think there's any question right. of that right now. Uh, so far, it's really shining. It's it's over $600 million at the box cool. office worldwide. Uh, and uh, it's really going to... Really, as we get through the new year, we have another week of holidays. I think it's going to push towards the billion part. The, the question is, will it be before we hit, will it be a 2019 right. billion or will it be a 2020 billion? I think it's going to be fall a little short in 2019, right. but it will hit a billion, maybe more. And uh, that's exciting. Uh, again, we saw it for the second time on Christmas Day. We had a great mm-hmm. Christmas brunch here with, with my mother. You did and, a great job. And Mickey waffles and a little breakfast. And then we went out and saw the Rise of Skywalker. And we loved it. You know, we talked about it last weekend or on our last episode, I should say. Um, we loved it even more the second time. I think you agree, Michelle. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah. And it was fun having some things like as we had 
talked through some of the, the things of what we saw in the first go around to like, oh, wait, I didn't notice that. So to have some of that to look forward to when you see it again. Yeah, uh, a lot of fun. I highly recommend you checking it out again, even... You know, and if you didn't like it, okay, I get it. You know, it's, it's not everything is for everybody, but I just love this film. I, I it's the, it's what Star Wars is to me. It's, it's a, just a adventure ride throughout it. It's a space adventure. Right. It's a movie filled with laser swords and space bears meant for kids or, you know, the kid within you. Right. And um, I loved it. I just loved it so much. It's the Epcot forever of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's not the best analogy. Edit. <laughs> it's, you know, it, it was touching and it had all the right elements to enjoy that movie. Yeah. Uh, again, story, does it, is it a little clunky at times? Sure. Is the story, you know, a little questionable here and there? Sure. But it's just, it's just fun. Right. It's just a fun, fun movie and I really enjoyed it. So uh, I highly recommend going and checking it out again if you get a chance. Yeah. Um, so, th- there was other Star Wars news. Oh, so Michelle has a Disney story of the week. We always, uh, Michelle always has the best story. <laughs> no, so I, I can't wait to hear what this story is. Um, but for those of you who have done this or are looking forward to doing the Star Wars A Galactic Spectacular, which is the nighttime show um, that but, right now is on hold because of the holidays and they replaced it with Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam. <laughs> jingle Bell, Jingle Bam. <laughs> That's right. Uh, anyways, when it returns soon, it will have some Rise of the Skywalker references in it. Ah, so it's being updated. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Looking forward to checking that out once it comes back. And we love uh, Star Wars Galactic Spectacular. Right. It's one of our favorite uh, nighttime shows. So it's cool that they're going to incorporate more to the storyline. Very cool. Yeah. I like that a lot. It doesn't surprise me, but I like that a lot. Right, That's really exactly. Cool. Go check it out if you haven't seen it before. Uh, the projections, the fireworks. Really, really good show. Right. Really, really good show. So that's it for our Disney stories of the week. However, we never leave. I have one more. Oh, well, why didn't you signal? Give me the high (laughs) sign. Well, because I thought you had another story. No, I've gotten done. Oh, okay. Well, mine's not really major, major. But um, for those of you who are interested that the there has been some news on what some of the performers coming out for the Garden Rock series during the Flower and Garden Festival. so I, I we were going through that the, yesterday and it was kind of fun seeing some of the names this year that they're, you know, and I'm not going to go through all of them, but seeing uh, the Pointer Sisters, mm. Rick Springfield, Don McLean is like, really? <laughs> Just going to do American Pie and then leave the stage. Right, so. exactly. Air Supply. Air Supply. Yay. <laughs> If you're, if you're a lover of Yacht Rock, Air Supply, that's there for you. Um, Daughtry's going to be there. Survivor. Oh, I love Survivor. I know. Yeah. Survivor has more songs. I mean, you think of Eye of the Tiger for Survivor. Right. But if you really go through their catalog, you'll be surprised. I saw them open up for, let me see, I think we. I went and saw, it was Ario Speedwagon and Styx, you know, talking about like right. an 80s rock, um, <laughs> you know, trio. Uh, with Survivor, and I was like, okay, cool, Survivor, you know, that'd be fun. Uh, I was surprised at how many songs they did that I knew that were hits, you know. So, uh, right. check out if you get a chance to go see Survivor, you may be surprised uh, how many songs you might love that they, they play. Right, right. So, anyways, uh, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, People, Bryson, there are a lot more, but those are the, the highlights that I wanted to point out. So, um, looks like they did a real good job getting some, some more great talent to come out for... Um, the series yeah and the best thing about the garden rocks is that it's not any extra price 
right. on the top of your ticket. You yeah. can go and either do standby or you can do like a dining package right. and get a spot just kind of like the candlelight processional and uh, check out whatever bands you want and, and uh, you know, take advantage of that and yeah. go, go see them when you're out there. I mean, just Flower and Garden Festival, one of our favorites. Exactly. So cool. So, anyways, yeah. sorry to digress. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> no, uh, Michelle stories, always the best stories. No. Speaking of always the best with Michelle, now we're going to get to the tips of the week. And we always start with Michelle because Michelle, well, she's just wonderful. Everything. She has great stories. <laughs> But she always has the very best tip. So let's get right to it. Here is Michelle's tip of the week. Well, I, my tip that I had for this week, I think, is your tip. So I am going to, on the fly, come up with, it's a repeat one. That's okay. I think, so. I, I think the one I'm bringing up is a repeat one. Oh, really? Too. It's probably, All right. probably something stolen directly from you because <laughs> I like to do that. <laughs> <I know it. laughs> well, and if you don't cover it in, in yours, I'll, I'll just add on to it. But... Um, so one of the things we, you know, we're talking about being at the Disney resort and everything. And one of the things that is always fun to do, or especially if you have kids, is um, considering decorating something about your resort, whether it's, you know, the external door, especially on the cruise line where you can use magnets, um, if it's your uh, window, if you're staying at one of the moderate resorts, or if you're staying at one of the, you know, nicer resorts and you have a balcony, but trying to do some things of decorating that can really help, you know, whether it's a holiday time or just your favorite characters or movies or whatever. It's just really fun to have that added additional pixie dust in your room. And like I said, for kids, it can really help them plan for the trip and prepare for that. Um, we've seen even just people putting in the windows, like all their stuffed toys and things. And it's just fun. And it's fun for other people as they walk by to get to appreciate that as well. So that would be my tip is have some added fun and added pixie dust when staying at a Disney resort. Right. Especially the holidays. We saw some great people, you know, on their balconies put out, they actually brought inflatable yeah. <laughs> Mickey's and Minnie's and Life snowman size. and reindeer. And you know, every time we're like, Oh, that's so cute. Oh, that's adorable. You know, or they had little trees out there and lights, right? Whatever you can bring with you. If you're driving, it's a lot easier, of course, to uh, be able to pack up those things in the car and bring them with you. But whatever you can bring with you, you know, bring it, light up the season, enjoy. And the same goes for all season long. It doesn't matter when you're celebrating a trip. Put right. something out there and say, look, we're celebrating. We're having a great time. We're at the Disneyland Resort. We're at the Walt Disney World Resort. We're on Disney Cruise, whatever the case may be. Yeah. So, so Michelle's tip, always <laughs> the very best tip. That's why I'm stealing her tip. <laughs> and I'm going to talk about the Play Disney app. Oh, my God. Bit. That yeah. was it. Oh, my God. Yeah. You really did open my email, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, apparently so. Apparently so. I didn't notes. even know it. I, mean, I was sleepwalking or something, and I did. Uh, but, yeah, I, I we probably on this trip more than any trip we've done in the past. We've used the Play Disney app occasionally here and there, checked it out. Uh, we used it much more on this trip mm -hmm. than any other trip, and we had a great time playing trivia, getting badges for doing attractions, uh, doing the Agent P showcase, whatever it was, the adventure. Right. Um, we had so much 
fun just using it. And I would recommend it for everybody to kind of make your experience at Disney uh, that much better when you're at, you know, Disneyland Resort. It works there. When you're at the Walt Disney World Resort, it works there. There are so many more things you can experience by opening up the Play Disney app while you're in the queue, when you're walking around, when you're just sitting and waiting for a parade or the fireworks. There's just so many more things that you can do to keep the kids active, right. to, to keep yourself active when you're just kind of hanging out. We enjoyed the heck out of it. Michelle was doing a puzzle thing on right, our last Epcot. day there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that was, you know, it was pretty simple, but it was a lot of fun. And again, just like we were talking about with Agent P, we got to see areas of these different pavilions, different countries that we maybe didn't look at before. Right. And they give you fun facts a lot of mm-hmm. times too, like with the puzzle one, um, you know, more so than the Agent P. With the puzzle one, it's, it's guided really for even younger kids to be able to find their way to... Uh, the puzzle pieces that you're looking for at each of the countries. Um, But it does give you fun facts as you go along as well. I mean, obviously if it's your first time at Walt Disney world, you probably, you're probably already overstimulated by everything else that you might not do it. But if you've, you know, been to Disney world or Disneyland and you're either, you know, multiple times or seasoned traveler to those locations, yes, you'll find a lot of enjoyment and it was so funny how we were like, okay, we can't go without getting this final piece of the puzzle or without this final, you know, um, excursion or whatever, you know, finish, task. Finish out this trivia. Right. You know. you know, and to get the badge. And, you know, I know that you had at one point had trouble getting your badge. And, you know, it was like, oh, we need that achievement, you know, thing on our phone. And it was just funny how that little freebie sticker on your phone that you'd get was like something that was worth trying to obtain yeah so whether it's that or the sorcerers of the magic kingdom or the pirate adventure you talked about earlier whatever the case may be finding these little things that you can do in between your fast passes in between your restaurant reservations Mm -hmm. in between shows whatever the case may be there are ways to expand on your disney vacation and have a lot of fun now i will point out to you if you're using the app it will drain your battery so uh be prepared for that and you know have some sort of battery backup or a place to charge it or whatever the case may be uh, because it will do that but it is a lot of fun and I found it uh, completely worth it right I totally agree it you know it really just adds another layer of fun to the parks especially if you're you know been there multiple times and there's a ton of stuff to do in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge by the way if you're if you're just kind of waiting there for your boarding group for Rise of the Resistance or uh, getting on Smuggler's Run or whatever the case may be there are a ton of different uh, challenges you can do while going through Star Wars Galaxy's Edge either on the side of the Resistance the side of the First Order or kind of in the middle right uh, if you want to kind of be on your own and just kind of help both sides Uh, you can have a lot of fun just kind of perusing through the park uh, using the app. Right. Yeah, totally. So that's it for this week. Next week, we are going into the brand new year. And that means we are also going to name our inaugural class of our Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame. Again, you have just a couple more days to get out there. Well, depending on when you're listening to this, you have until uh, December 31st at midnight. So when we hit the new year. Pacific time? Yes. Okay. So when you hit the new year, uh, that's it. It's over. So if you want to get your ballots, and believe me, there's some characters, some films that you probably love that are very, very close to making it, but may not make it or could possibly get voted out depending. We need to get two thirds of a vote on them for them to make it through. 
Uh, so if you want to see that film, make it into the Hall of Fame for us to announce it. This is our <laughs> film. This is our character that are in the Hall of Fame. Get on there and vote. But also, you'll also want to win that poster. Right. So uh, if you haven't done it already, uh, either go to our website to where you'll find the uh, Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame web uh, page and vote there or follow us on social media. I'll be tweeting it out. I'll be sending it out on Instagram. I'll be sending it out on Facebook all week long. Get out there and check it out and vote and uh, help make sure your favorite films, your favorite characters make it into the Disney Hall of Fame. And a huge thanks to all of you who have already participated. It's been a blast getting to this point and we really appreciate those of you who have already entered and you know I think some people have voted but didn't get credit for it but that's fine too yeah they vote well there's some people that voted that don't, don't even care about winning the poster they right. just wanted to vote yeah and we appreciate that too you and don't you don't have if you if you don't want to win that's fine you don't have to but we you know if but you want to take part in the fun um go ahead you just don't need to you, you the one thing you need to do is is answer at least uh, through the four categories but you don't need to put your email in you don't need to put your name in you don't need to do any right. of that also if you're concerned not that we're doing anything with your information we're but not. if you're concerned with your information you don't need to put it in for that reason right as well. exactly so so that'll be a lot of fun i also think we're going to kind of talk about a little bit of uh what our highlights our disney highlights were for 2019 and uh-huh. we're going to ask you out there on social media uh, maybe your top five Disney highlights for 2019 right. and maybe kind of go through that as well as kind of a part of our year end episode. Sure. So that'll be a lot of fun next week. Looking forward to that. Me too. Yes. So we appreciate you joined us this week. Uh, if you're in the future, uh, please find us. The best place to find us anyway is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Uh, while you're there, why don't you go ahead and sign up for the newsletter? That way you can get all the information of what's coming on our shows, what things we've done in the past. And, you know, we may do a giveaway here and there every once in a while. You never know. You'll know first if you're on the newsletter. Right. And uh, as we have more and more, we're adding tools and things that can help you with trip planning. And we want to be able to share those with you too. Absolutely. So please, please sign up for the newsletter while you're there. Also, please follow us on social media. We are very active out there and we love to be active with all our Hyperion adventurers. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, you can always email us at Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. And as we said at the beginning, we would love to hear from you in any of those ways. Uh, and we certainly appreciate when you tell a friend. And if you can take time to do a review or a star rating, we certainly appreciate that as well. We appreciate it. Even just for listening. I don't care. I said this earlier in the week on social media. We don't care if you've listened to us for five minutes or if you've downloaded all 50 plus episodes that we've had this year. Uh, we love you. We appreciate right. you. We want to thank you for following along with us all year long. And we're looking forward to sharing even more information, having more fun, and doing some more amazing things, hopefully, with you in 2020. And for everybody, we want to wish you all a very happy new year. Uh, anybody traveling, safe travels, uh, and have fun. Yeah, have fun. Be safe. Have a great New Year celebration. We look forward to talking to you again in 2020. Woo-hoo! 2020. So thanks for listening to the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next year. <laughs> uh, but until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical